Ginger snaps too, throws the first film's only survivor into a rehab clinic as she tries to fight off the slow transformation into a werewolf. We love the original, so we're more than a little curious to see how the sequel turns out. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter, and joining me as always is Tim. Uh, you can't see it, but I'm twerking right now. <laughs> Welcome to the show everyone, this is a horror movie podcast that is October, it is the October-thon, and we are doing a bunch of episodes for the month. Uh, this is a random episode because Tim just said, I watched this movie, and isn't it on our to-do list at some point? And I said, well, yeah, technically it is, because we did Ginger Snaps. Um, I think during your first paternity leave, we did that. So we're back for Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed, which came out in 2004, and... Uh, We'll, we'll start spoiler-free, of course, as we always do. The basic premise of this one is that Bridget, from the first movie, Ginger's sister, uh, mm -hmm. is now infected with the werewolf blood, which is something she did towards the end of that movie. And <coughs> she is trying to fend off the slow transformation, but she ends up in, like, a rehab clinic because people just mm -hmm. think she's a junkie. And that's how the movie... That's where at least the, where the movie starts, and it, it plays out from there. So... Mm -hmm. We'll get into it and all that. Tim, I'm curious, why did you decide to to watch Ginger Snaps 2 <laughs> suddenly? Um, so, uh, I have this thing where, like, I, I like, have this compulsion to, um, like, if I have any type of lists or, like, things to do, I, I have this compulsion where, like, I want to, you know, whittle it down as much as possible, which, like, makes it really hard in the streaming age where there's tons of different streaming services and you have like all these cues for each one so i basically like have this like ocd thing where i just want to like get rid of like all of my uh you know cues for every streaming service uh that i have that I, like yeah i basically want to get everything down to like zero um which is like my goal for everything like you know i, I always want like zero emails zero text like i don't like anything that piles up um so I've I've just had like um the second ginger snaps and the third one like uh in my queue for just a really long time. I think that I think they were on Shutter for a while because I I, th I think I remember having them like um as part of my like, to watch list for Shutter. But I I think they were taken off. But then um I just put them on my Tubi list because they're on Tubi now. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it was essentially it's a couple of things. I mean, one, I, I had never seen them before, so I did want to watch them, um, and I figured it would be you know a good time to do it. Uh, yeah, since you know we hadn't done it on the show yet, and also, um, I could be wrong, but I don't think we had any other werewolf stuff planned for October. So it's nice to kind of mix things up and you know get a werewolf flick in there. Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think uh, we've got a werewolf movie planned, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's a combination of things, but yeah, I thought. Um, Hey, why not? I mean, we'll check off some boxes. You know, we got this would be a werewolf uh, flick. This will be an early two thousands flick. So, um, you know, it's nice to have a a nice little variety of um of different you know types of films and decades and stuff uh, in the Octoberthon. So, although it has just occurred to me, we are supposed to be getting to the final Twilight movie, which does technically have werewolves in it. Ooh, oh, that's true. <laughs> that is true. So. I mm. you know, you, 
arguably you're you're slightly off but that's okay that's okay <laughs> we did do the first one the sequels were kind of on the to-do just for some time but here we are uh we're here for ginger snaps too uh which i did actually see once upon a time i saw it soon after i saw the first one i sought the sequel out scandalous yeah i never i've never seen the third one when we do the third one that'll be a first time watch Mm. Uh, but honestly, all I really remembered from this was that they spend some of the movie in a house, which is not really <laughs> much to go on. But I just remember mm. Bridget in a house, and it, it's not like in mm. the best of condition. And yes, mm. some of the movie, that was true. My memory had not failed me, except for <laughs> every other detail which I had forgotten. But that's, you know, that's okay. So mm. yeah, we'll get into it, of course. Uh, we'll start spoiler-free, usual stuff. So I'll I'll just ask the question, Tim. What did you think yeah. of Ginger Snaps too? <clears throat> um, so obviously, you know, you can go back and check out a uh, our review of the original film, which you know we both like uh, quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know, especially in terms of yeah, you know, werewolf movies, which I yeah, I think we both kind of think aren't always you know uh, handled the best. I you know, there's a handful of, like really good werewolf movies for sure. Um. And Ginger Snaps is pretty high on the list. I, th- I think for you, it may even be one of your favorite werewolf movies. Uh, but um, I mean, it's definitely up there for me uh, as well. It's not my absolute favorite, but it's you know, it's pretty high up there. It's a really good flick. Um, this, I mean, it's obviously. I, I don't know about the. I, I'm assuming the first one probably had at least a small theater release. Um, but I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't know too much about that. I, I saw it when it was a you know rental or streaming or something at some point. Um, but I mean, these, well, I haven't seen the third one yet, but this sequel, um, it, it definitely feels like, you know, a, a straight to video sequel, um, which isn't necessarily always a bad thing, but you know, it, it does feel like a step down, uh, from the original. Um, but I don't think it was like a hard watch. Like, um, uh-huh. you know, it, it was pretty breezy. Uh, I enjoyed having, uh, the characters back. Um, and yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's kind of hard not to talk. Uh, is it a spoiler alert if we say like what, something that happened at the end of the first movie? Well, well um, you, typically when I when we do a sequel, I'll I forgot to mm-hmm. say it this time. But yeah, because we're a se- this is a sequel, there's a good chance we might spoil something from the first movie. So if you haven't seen the first it's, movie, yeah. yeah, I mean, l- let's just say there's a character that makes you know a couple appearances here that I you know didn't think was going to be in this, but uh, yeah, it, it was nice to see them. Um, and, uh, I don't know, like, there was some, like, okay stuff in it, um, but, I mean, I mean, it's not, it's definitely not great, like, you know, especially if you compare it to the first one. Um, there's a couple ideas I, I thought were alright, um, the special effects, effects, like, weren't terrible, like, um, especially since it's, like, you know, it's not like they're trying to, like, you know, make, like, this shitty big CGI werewolf or anything, like, you've got the practical effects, uh, which were nice. Uh, I, I think the problem with me with this is, um, you know, one of the things that made the first one uh, so charming was that, um, you know, there was like a dark comedy uh, to it, um, where this one, it, it's actually kind of the opposite of that. I feel like it's pretty bleak. There isn't really a ton of levity. Um, there's a lot, I mean, there's a, there is a little bit in a couple of moments, <laughs> but it's... Actually, one of my problems is that the ending all of a sudden pretends that it has had this dark sense of humor the whole time, <laughs> but I don't think most of the movie did. 
<laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I feel like you kind of miss like the, again, like one of the things that was kind of fun was the dynamic of, you know, Bridget and Ginger and them being in school and doing like with the other like classmates and stuff. And, um, yeah, like it, it does feel like kind of a loss here where it's like, sure, you get, um, a little bit of like some new characters like in the like rehab center, but they don't really feel super fleshed out. Um, nah. we only really spend, uh, some time with She-Hulk mostly, <laughs> um, which I, I was kind of surprised, uh, you know, to see her in there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of just rambling at this point, but it's like, I, I'm not like super harsh on it. Like it was okay, but it, it's definitely not great. And, especially compared to the first one, which, you know, felt very, you know, like cool and fresh. And, you know, even on a, a rewatch all these years later, it still stands up as being a, a really good werewolf movie. This one's just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like this is what I would expect from a, you know, straight to video sequel. I, I don't know if it is what I'd expect from a straight to video sequel. There's, there's well, definitely I'm... some things in here that are kind of weird. Like they, they, they made some mm -hmm. choices. Sure. <laughs> the, 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 I, I'm not sure about it. I, yeah, I don't like this very much. I think it's kind of a, a dull watch, to be honest, Like, which is the biggest sin that it has, is that there's just long mm. stretches where it feels like Bridget's just being moody in the, mm -hmm. the hospital and is tr trying not to turn to a werewolf. She doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Like, There's the odd mm -hmm. time where a little bit of her personality from the first movie will like come out a little. But for the most part, she's just kind of quiet and sticks to herself. So you don't really mm -hmm. get a lot of her the way she was in the first one. Um, it's got a weird shift halfway through where the location of the movie kind of changes. Mm -hmm. And it just feels kind of weird because it feels like we set up a lot of things and characters in the first half that are just kind of abandoned in the mm -hmm. second half. Um, other than that, I, I, it's just, there's some weird choices that, that are made. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Some weird choices. There's some weird focal issues as well. Like, I wasn't like I genuinely felt like the first part of the movie really wanted to make us think whether or not is Bridget really turning into a werewolf, or is she actually just, uh, you know, crazy? And mm -hmm. I thought the movie was going to play with that, and then it just kind of turns out. Oh no 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 no! There there is another wolf. It's just, there's, mm -hmm. there's a wolf coming from somewhere, and they never flesh out that. Like, I was expecting that... there to be a reveal mm -hmm. later on in the movie, like, who this other wolf that was around was. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if it's a spoiler to say that there is never a reveal. There's never mm -hmm. anyone that it turns out to be. It's, it's there's <laughs> just another werewolf. Yeah, I, I found that really confusing. Like, I kept trying to think, like, oh, was there something from the first movie that I'm forgetting? Like, was this a character or an issue that, like, they hinted at that is now, like, a, a big part of this movie? But I, I don't think it was. It was just, like, yeah, this very random thing. Like, you just start the movie off and, like, you're supposed to know that she's on the run from a werewolf. Like, well, oh, okay. <laughs> well, honestly, the way it's talked about early on, I was thinking, oh, maybe there isn't really another wolf. This is just Bridget when she transforms and she's not realizing oh, sure. that it's her that's doing any of this. But I don't even feel like it's a spoiler to say that and say that, no, there is another wolf because, like, a third of the movie or so, stuff just starts to happen that makes it very clear that, no, there is another wolf. But it, it doesn't play it like... Oh, this is the reveal. This is the reveal where we show that no, like she's she's not crazy, and it's not hard that's doing all this bad stuff 
in werewolf mm-hmm. form. It's another wolf. And it just kind of feels like, I think the movie just thought we were always like meant to know that. Like, that's, that's the way <laughs> it felt to me. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Like, I just, I think it's just a weird movie. I mean, there's, there's, mm-hmm. like, it could be worse, but yeah, both sure. this mm-hmm. and the third one came out in the same year. They were kind of made, I believe, back to back as kind of like a deal to do two movies. Uh, yeah. But the third one's a very different film. Uh, I've not seen it, but I am aware that these. It's basically it's set like in the past, and it's like the it's like the ancestors of the sisters. Yeah, which makes it kind of weird because this movie I feel like kind of ends on like a cliffhanger where you're kind of like, all right, so where's this gonna go? Like, what is the future of these characters gonna be like? But and then it's like, well, I know there's another movie, but it's set in the past, so we're clearly not gonna get answers to that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I think the ending of this is just meant to be like a wink, wink thing, you know, crazy <laughs> ending. I, I, that's yeah. all I think the ending to this is supposed to be. I, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like I, I I remember thinking this was a dull, boring movie, and mm-hmm. watching it again, I didn't remember some of the the crazier elements, which at least are interesting when they happen. Mm-hmm. I would never say good though. I I don't think there's very much in this that is good. So anywho, we'll we'll we'll, we'll go through it and whatnot. I uh, the, on the cast, you uh, alluded to something a little bit, uh, which <laughs> is that Tatiana Maslany is in this movie. And when I saw her name in the list, I actually didn't stop to think what age she would be in oh, yeah. 2004. Turns out she's about 13 because she's a kid in this movie. And when the <laughs> when she appeared, it took me like a second to like realize it was her was it oh wait that's her me too uh, <laughs> but so... i mean it, it makes sense because uh i'm pretty sure she's canadian and these are like one of the i don't know maybe one of the biggest like canadian horror franchises <laughs> there is you say that like there's a whole slew of canadian horror franchises <laughs> i guess technically the original black christmas is a canadian horror movie so i suppose okay. we can count that one yeah i don't know what uh... else you could count though is Pontypool Canadian? I think it is. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I mean, but... we, like we we watch, you know, we like to be a very diverse podcast. So we like to watch horror movies from you know all different countries, and um, you know, I feel like we've you know seen uh, you know a lot of Japanese movies. We've seen a lot of like you know Spanish and Italian movies, but yeah, that's, I don't know. Canada is lacking on the horror. It really needs to step its game up. That that's why I bring it up. I, I just. Yeah, you know, I, I want Canada to embrace the horror more. Name any Canadian movies that aren't horror. Uh, <laughs> uh there's that. Uh, was that was that teddy bear movie Gooby? Is it like Gooby or something? You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. I, I absolutely <laughs> do not. Do not accuse me of such a thing, Tim. I, I'm pretty sure there's like a movie about like a teddy bear that comes to life called Gooby. Or something like that. The, the point I was trying to make <laughs> is that you say it's, it's not doing enough horror, but I would say horror is the only genre of film that I actually know any Canadian films of. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> at, least I, off the, at least off the top of my head, there's entirely possible there's a couple of movies yeah. that I thought were American that were actually Canadian, but... <laughs> yeah, the, the... Jesus, there's got to be more. <laughs> um. uh, anyway, I wanted to talk about other cast members here. 
Brent... Oh, uh, there was that... Uh, <laughs> Jesus that... Christ, though. No, 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 this is for real. There was that romantic comedy with um, uh, the Scream Queen herself, uh, Emma Roberts and uh, uh, Anakin Skywalker, where they uh, were like the the children of like competing pizza shop owners in little italy in canada and uh, it's uh, are either of those actors canadian i don't think so nothing not that i know of but i mean maybe they have secret canadian blood that they don't talk about um which is a, a real thing that some people have um but yeah that might be something uh, worth doing on the collector's cut someday Stop, don't, don't you try and just give movies to the other podcast you'll get yeah, to, I'd do, love to do it on this one but it's not horror i can't justify it <laughs> oh yeah we'll start uh, we'll start a new show tim it'll be called uh, uh yawns before dawn and <laughs> we'll do non-horror movies uh, no uh so also uh, another screams after midnight uh, I don't want to say favorite because I don't want to be positive. Uh, but Brendan Fletcher's in this. Uh, you might remember him as the neurotic one from Freddy vs. Jason. He was also the cab driver oh. in Alone in the Dark. Oh, was he the librarian at the beginning? He's the librarian at the uh, beginning, yes. Okay, I thought he was familiar. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the main orderly at the hospital mm. is played by... Like the creepy guy? Yes, well, I wasn't or... going to spoil that, but yes, the creepy guy. Uh, oh, I mean, you know right from the start. He's, he's played by shit. Eric Johnson, who, unfortunately, <laughs> a, certain, a certain fan base will know quite well as Whitney mm. from season one of Smallville. Oh, okay. Was he like a... I, I'm guessing he was either a romantic rival or a bully for Clark. Uh, both. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. He's Lana's boyfriend. Um, Smallville. <laughs> and then, well, he was also in Smallville. He wasn't making fun of Smallville. <laughs> Shouldn't Clark have, like, more of an accent? Like, because, like, like uh, Smallville's, like, kind of like, what, Midwest, would you say? Kansas. Kansas? Yeah, that's, like, Midwest, right? <laughs> Why are you asking me? I'm not American. <laughs> I don't know what constitutes as Midwest. It took me 25 it... years to even realize what Midwest meant. You should talk more like he's from Fargo or something. <laughs> That's not Kansas. <laughs> oh, Lois. <laughs> oh, it looks like Brainiac attacked the Toy Man again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why is Brainiac attacking the Toy Man? Have you ever read Superman? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And then uh last minor note on cast would be uh Michelle Bowden, who plays Winnie. Oh. Who's <laughs> don't fake don't fake interest. Just be quiet until I'm done. Okay? Yes, sir. So she I recognized her and I was like, where's she from? Uh so she's a very Did minor... you do the Leo pointing at the screen thing? <laughs> shop no <laughs> she, so she's not a big character in this she, she's basically in a couple of group sessions and she's like writing something in a journal in one scene and then you just never see her again but mm. she looked familiar um so she was actually the original best friend i think on only season one of sabrina the teenage witch like the the 
the sitcom one or not the yeah the sitcom Netflix one, one. Yeah. Okay. Sitcom okay. one. <laughs> yeah oh interesting yeah. all right yeah so before they brought in like well, val was the one that actually lasted a few seasons once she had joined the show but there was one she had mm. in season one with sort of curly hair that's the actress that's in this uh-huh. I, I know I watched that show as a kid, but I, I do not remember one iota of it. That That is fair. That, I'm surprised that. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't think I ever saw the last few seasons where she went to college, but the all the high school years, I think I saw a lot. I, think I, was, I was watching something recently, and I was like, oh, that's Anne Zelda. But I think... Uh, mm. right. <laughs> well, why did you awkwardly end that? There was nothing wrong with that, that thought, Tim. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of what I was watching. And I can't remember. But, uh, oh well. You thought you thought that sentence really abruptly. Like you realized you were admitting to watching something weird, like some weird like <laughs> foot fetish porn or something like that. I don't think it was that. <laughs> <laughs> Zelda's career is taking a weird turn. If that's what it was. Uh, was it old boy? No. I'm pretty sure she wasn't in the Korean <laughs> film Old Boy. <laughs> what the hell? All right. Uh, so, yes. I was the spoilers. Spoilers for Ginger Snaps to Unleashed. <laughs> spoilers unleashed. Which, Quite right. There was there was just a you know there was also a movie that's just called Unleashed. <laughs> What is your point? <laughs> I don't. I, I think it's funny that you you use like the you know subtitle of your movie is just the name of another movie. Be like Ginger Snaps Two Star Wars. <laughs> you know, like that's weird. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if it was Star Wars, that would stick out a little bit. Unleashed though is a pretty common, you know term like i i you know um like i think it would be interesting if he did a list of like what the most common subtitles are like it's got to be like bloodlines it has to be up there requiem requiem for sure resurrection oh resurrection absolutely yeah um i don't know (laughs) <laughs> it would require research. Do you know what you're talking about, Ginger Snaps 2, Tim? Is that what this is? No, that's what I'm here for, baby. Because <laughs> you seem to be <laughs> pivoting as every opportunity that you seem to get. I know, it's un- that's unlike me. I-, I-, I never do that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, you know, I'll tell you this. I thought that the opening title sequence... The music mm-hmm. was just kind of this like sort of generic like drum stuff that was happening, and I thought, oh, mm-hmm. this is a shame. They had such a good main theme in the last movie. Why aren't they using that again? Um, mm-hmm. And what annoyed me is that later on, you do actually hear it in one scene. They play the the main theme from the first movie later on, so uh, it made this opening title sequence especially disappointing, as far as music oh. goes. That's a bummer. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I uh, yeah remember the theme from the first one enough, but that uh. Yeah, I mean, this definitely didn't stick out in my mind, though. Nah, nah. Yeah, the opening of the movie is just that Bridget is going to the library to check out a bunch of books on blood and <laughs> Bloodletting. <laughs> yes, and our our man from Freddy vs. Jason shows up, because he works at the library, and mm. tries to flirt with her, 
<laughs> but as we know, Bridget from the first movie is very repressed when it comes to boys and sexuality. Mm-hmm. She's she's quite timid, which honestly immediately made me go, wait, how much time has passed <coughs> since the first movie? Given the fact that very she's fi- good question. <laughs> given the fact that she's fighting off the werewolf infection that she got mm-hmm. at the end of the last movie, it probably has to be like just a couple of weeks if that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't get the sense that she's been doing this for like years or anything. Yeah. But it does beg the question though. How does she have money for like, this motel room or whatever it is she's living in? Uh, mm. So wait, wh- when was the first one made? Cause I feel it wasn't that much, uh, you know, that long ago from this movie, this was 2004. It was the first one, just 2000. Yeah. 2000. Right, yeah. It's not, not super long. No? You're the one that brought it up. Why, why are you saying it as if you're correct to my point? What? <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never raised any questions about what, how long it had been since the first movie. I, know, I, was, I was just curious. <laughs> Go on. Well, in the real world. In universe, I was bringing that question up. Right, 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 right. Anyway, yeah, so. you, you get the sense it's pretty close from the first movie. Yeah, but she, which, she, which is why it's weird that like you know this werewolf is like, like it it feels like it hasn't been that long because she's still just trying to find a cure and just has this, you know, kind of shoddy monkshood uh, thing that isn't really working super well. So like, yeah, it feels like it probably hasn't been that long. But then at the same time, there's like this whole subplot where it seems like this werewolf's been chasing her forever that we're supposed to know about. That it's <laughs> yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, she's injecting herself with a uh, wolfsbane, which is like. Uh whatever you know uh it's, it's essentially like a, a poison but there's seems to be some mystical thing or, or something about it that kind of represses the werewolf or something i don't know well i don't think it's really mystical i think it's just like that this just counteracts the werewolf a bit or holds it at bay because mm-hmm. uh, they say later on that the doses she's taking would be enough to put like a regular person into like shock but she of course mm-hmm. is not a regular person now she's a werewolf so <laughs> it's you know not having as much of a kick on yeah. her. Uh, because, because later on, like, obviously the people at the rehab centre are like, oh, she's been shooting stuff up, she's got all these needle marks on her arm. But when they actually look at what she's taking, they're like, well, what's the, what the hell is this? This isn't like any drug that anyone takes. And like, yeah, yeah it's not a stimulant. It doesn't, it's not doing anything for her. It's not making her high. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just then, a poison. They don't understand it. And then she turns to the camera, she goes, oh, it's doing something. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> wait who turns to the camera and winks in this scenario uh brendan fletcher i don't know <laughs> he's definitely already dead by that point but okay so that, that, so that's that's stuff at the start right? when she goes back to her place and she's injecting the, the poison it establishes obviously she's trying to fight the werewolf thing off it establishes that she's talking to her dead sister in her head because they, they had to have ginger back because they're like well one it's called ginger snaps but also <laughs> yeah. Catherine isabel was like the star of the first movie and she's kind mm-hmm. of the breakout person who's getting more roles so we need to find a way to put her in so we have like mm-hmm. dead force ghost sister <laughs> talking to her and it's mm-hmm. her that says when they hear a noise that oh he's found you he's coming like you know then it's like wait so there's a, a male werewolf coming for her and we don't really get much context and i was thinking for the first like third of the movie that maybe like 
she's saying it that way but what she actually means is she's referring to he he being the werewolf inside of her and i thought she was mm-hmm. talking about oh it's coming like the werewolf inside you is is going mm-hmm. to blossom and come out the the monster inside uh obviously yeah. that wasn't true it there is just mm-hmm. another wolf but you know I, that's inside what i was thinking two wolves <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> But that's why I thought it was it was maybe getting that. Uh, basically, I kept thinking of smarter things that the movie could be doing, and it kept it kept disappointing me by just being what it was. Yeah, like yeah, we're not trying to do anything too subtle. <laughs> like, oh dear. Uh, but I kept thinking it was anyway. The librarian shows up with her books that she never got because she was she had overdue fees that she hadn't paid, but because that- he. He's got the hots for her. He -hmm. shows up to her place with the books, which I guess he knows where she lives because of the library card, which means it's not a motel room, in which Mm -hmm. case, how is she paying for rent? These are questions Uh, I have. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I I guess my question is, like, are we supposed to think this guy is charming, that, like, he's, like, a possible romantic interest or something? Because what he's doing is really creepy, like, when you think about it. I don't know where we're because for for a minute I thought because because she says oh he's here he's found us and then she opens the door and it's the librarian dude I thought mm-hmm. oh uh, they, they at least want us to think maybe he's the wolf right that he's the the one but <laughs> as the movie went on I remembered oh the werewolves in this movie universe don't work like that like you know in mm-hmm. the first movie Ginger slowly transformed and then finished on the full moon to become a werewolf um. <clears throat> I, like the idea of like quickly changing back into a human mm-hmm. just what you know that, that's not something that was established in these movies so uh like that doesn't even really make that much sense anyway he gets killed the werewolf grabs him <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically she goes into like shock if I, they end up in her, his car because she starts having a reaction to what she's taken and mm-hmm. uh she ends up passing Taking out another <laughs> name of the movie You're pushing me, Tim. <laughs> You're pushing me. Uh, but she passes out, and when she wakes up, mm-hmm. basically she's been found by the authorities, and they've put her in rehab, thinking she's just mm-hmm. a junkie. Uh, I guess no one found the dead guy that just got killed by a werewolf. It's a very good, very good point. Because there's no police asking her questions or anything like that. It's, it's, he's just gone, I guess. Uh, maybe the werewolf eats some bones and all. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Why are you just trying to reference movie titles? Well, if I just said the werewolf eats him, then you would have assumed that he left a skeleton, but I had to, which, you know, obviously the police would know that there's a murder victim there, but I, so I, I had to say bones and all to let you know why there'd be no skeleton there for police evidence. Do you know what you did? <laughs> you knew what you did. <laughs> Oh, this movie's going to take ages at this rate. Uh, so let's we'll skip to the end. Who cares? <laughs> no, we have to talk about the mass masturbation scene. It's important. Oh God, I forgot about that. <laughs> what a tease? What maybe, tease? This is a, maybe this is a weird movie. Yeah, that's like, that'll keep all the audience around. They need to hear about that. They want to know about the mass masturbation scene. Anyway, so once we're in the rehab center, we establish. Um, so there's a weird bit of exposition here. So the the mm-hmm. woman who runs this place, Alice, is explaining 
that this place is like half a rehab center and half like a special care unit and it's really just an excuse to explain why there's a burn victim there whose granddaughter (laughs) who's also living there because she has nowhere else to go is tatiana maslany's character her name's ghost which you know weird name but all right Mm -hmm. and she becomes like a sort of like the main recurring character of the movie she's like the main supporting character Mm -hmm. and this whole the hospital's like a like a a a twofer is just to explain (laughs) why she's there and why she's around and she talks weird she talks in third person she rhymes a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, she's she's clearly like she feels that she belongs in a hospital <laughs> the way she's talking to everyone but she does like comic books so she's a-okay in my book <laughs> she does read some comic books although she's not allowed comic books she keeps them in secret uh Ooh. <laughs> i thought she was pulling out porn because she gets them from like a hole in the wall with like a cover and i'm like wait you're not even really a patient you're just staying here because you got nowhere else to go why are they giving you rules about how not being allowed to read comic books <laughs> <laughs> very good question no idea doesn't make a whole lot of sense hmm. <laughs> yeah like uh i don't know like she just made it like you know a, a mental hospital like whatever who cares like it just I don't know, be easier well no because there's the orderly character uh named <laughs> what's his name tyler uh <laughs> Tyler likes to give the rehab patients the drugs they want in mm. exchange for sexual favors. That is a crucial plot line you would not want to get rid of. <laughs> yes. There's several scenes of him. He comes to Bridget with her her poison, and mm. she's like, yeah, give it to me, please. I need it. And she, obviously she's saying that because she needs to stop the transformations. And he's like, yeah, but I'll need to do it where nobody else can see take your pants mm. off <laughs> um and even like and then just to make it clear that he's actually making people do things like you there's like two other scenes mm. later where he's clearly having sex or having oral sex mm-hmm. with one of the patients and then he gives them like drugs afterwards is like okay there's your payment and then walks off this is clearly something he does with every yeah. every woman who's on this like ward this is just his thing <sighs> not a nice man not nice is that your your analysis <laughs> that's of the situation? A, that's my official take. Yeah, not not a good man. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I, sorry, I, but he, I'm sorry, we might have to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree. It's just... You've got a way of putting things, Tim. That's all I'm saying. Mm, thank you. Uh, he, he gets his comeuppance later, yeah. Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> he does. Uh, he, so... Basically, Bridget tries to escape. That doesn't work. And we get a few different mm. scenes of her being questioned about what she's been taking. She's in a group therapy meeting at one point. There's like a bully character named Beth Ann who is a grown woman and she's like in her 20s. But for some reason, she picks on Ghost by like pulling her hair and throwing coins at her for like no reason. And it's like, <laughs> are we sure this is a rehab center and not like a mental hospital? Because some of these characters like are, are acting really out of it like in yeah. doing things that feel really immature or just a little bit cookie or or, or whatever yeah no it, it, it's very strange um and yeah I, I just feel like it's really underdeveloped like uh 
I mean, I, I think when you're watching it, you assume like, okay, this is going to be the setting for the whole movie. And we're going to kind of meet, you know, this group of like kind of misfit characters that, you know, the, that society deems like has all these problems, but, but we're going to grow to like them and realize that like, you know, they're good people and maybe they'll be adversarial and maybe they'll have to band together or, or like something like that. Like, I don't that <laughs> maybe seems like kind of the standard plot for like a movie like this or something. But yeah, I just feel like, um, they really don't do much to like the characters just don't really feel fleshed out at all. Like, no, I, um, I also, Ghost is the only one you, you really get much time with. Uh, and honestly, like yeah. it, it kind of feels like, because you think this is going to be the location for the movie, you think that by the third act, maybe Bridget's going to convince some of them that there's a real werewolf <laughs> and that yeah. they're going to have to defend themselves. So I'm not going to say it's like a dream warrior situation, but it does kind of feel like... It's oh, got that feeling. Yeah, like maybe the whole point of this is that she's going to end up building a ragtag team of people to help fight the werewolf. And maybe yeah. the message of the movie will be unity and like you know sticking together and... And whatever you know mm -hmm. but instead we just leave this location halfway through and never <laughs> see half these characters again yeah so it, it's really yeah it's really weird uh so you know basically the, the admittedly like too it's like for a much less interesting location <laughs> like I, I feel like there's stuff that you can do with this setting uh whereas like yeah they just pretty much just go to a boring old house afterwards <laughs> yeah uh, much of the first chunk of the movie is Bridget. You know, she's got all these scars because she's like testing how quickly she heals. That's one of the things uh, Ginger's mm. talking to her about when she shows up, is that she's testing to see how quickly she heals because the closer she gets to the transformation, the quicker her like supernatural healing kicks in. So, mm. to everyone else, it looks like she's been trying to commit suicide, but to her, she's just, you know, but. And that's the and thing. To like, me, I, I see this, uh, you know, this short person who's getting very hairy and is Canadian and is healing real fast. And I'm like, <laughs> is this a Wolverine or what? What are you doing? <laughs> I was about to say that, like, uh, a horror movie that maybe has something to say. Mm -hmm would actually be doing this intentionally to you know mm -hmm. to bring up this idea that um in some level we are talking about suicide and she thinks she should kill mm -hmm. herself because she's a werewolf but that's actually just a an analogy for the real reason someone might want to kill themselves um you know because in the first movie the werewolf was an analogy for puberty it was an analogy mm -hmm. for sexual awakening and you know the the beast that that unleashes and how society looks at a woman once she does become maybe sexually active or, or whatever. <laughs> and maybe this movie, you could take that further by saying, oh, this beast that's unleashed makes her think she doesn't belong, deserve to be here and that she mm. wants to die for it and not be there instead. And it's about learning to live with the beast and something. Like, there's things you could do here to keep going with that, that metaphor. And <laughs> I realize I'm not being funny, Tim. I mean, you're, you're, it's hurting inside <laughs> that you can't crack jokes right now. I'm but, trying not to, <laughs> but like I, I do, I do think there was opportunities here to do something with this, and I just don't feel like it actually does anything with it. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, the 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 first one. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons why the first one is such a good movie is because you know it, it did a lot of things well, but I mean, it was funny and um a good horror movie, but you know it did also have something to say, and I mean, I don't know this like I don't really 
think it has anything to say or if it does it seems to be kind of muddled <laughs> like it's not like very clear yeah because uh, obviously when when uh, eric johnson with tyler when tyler ties tries to uh, make her undress for him so she he'll mm-hmm. give her the drugs he when she says f off he just sort of leaves and doesn't give her anything mm-hmm. uh so what pushes her into actually asking him to come back to her room and mm-hmm. undressing for him is that she has this hallucination <laughs> where she's in like group therapy right but the, the therapist has got them all lying down on mats and she's basically mm-hmm. just doing like this sort of like thing where she's talking about imagine you're on a field and imagine the breezes on your face and it's all this you know therapeutic stuff <laughs> but bridget starts to hallucinate uh that she's saying something else and all of a sudden mm-hmm. the therapist says uh now when your hand touches your clit- clitoris <laughs> um start rubbing in a clockwise motion and then bridget looks over and every single like girl in the room are all ha- all has their hands down their trousers and they're all rubbing one out including bridget and what's so funny is obviously this is a hallucination there's no way this is really happening but what i, th- what I thought the end of the scene was going to be is that everyone else like bridget would snap out of it but she would be masturbating and every other person in the room would have stopped and be looking at her like what the hell why are you masturbating in front of everyone that's why i thought the scene was going to end it didn't it turned out to be that the palm that she was supposedly using to masturbate has got hair on it so this was like a like our transformations continuing um her ears also start to go pointy at one point during uh this part of the movie i can't remember exactly the order of that but uh based after that though she actually tries to commit suicide or she thinks about committing suicide by holding glass up to her neck this is actually the scene where the main theme of the first movie plays when she gets all sad because she can't do it and this is what makes her go back to tyler and says please come to my room later and give me what i need um and he doesn't actually try anything too much other than just looks at her genitals a bit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I, I guess he hmm. i guess he builds up to the sex acts sure <laughs> maybe he's going to wait until she's more desperate before he springs that on her yeah <laughs> but yeah so uh i you know i felt like we had to bring up that scene because it, it's definitely oh, no, absolutely because yeah. i was definitely kind of like half asleep and like struggling to pay attention and all of a sudden i was like what's happening why why is, why is there 15 women masturbating uh <laughs> you know it, it definitely wakes you up a little bit uh unfortunately it gets, what... it gets pretty dull again quite quickly after that but mm-hmm. you know yeah i was gonna say is that why you randomly uh just sent me a message saying i gotta go to rehab Tim, Tim. <laughs> someone will believe that so do not say it okay uh, so um what would have been great is if um if you remember the uh the dream sequence uh the actually you know usually dream sequences aren't always that great but i actually think this is an example of a really well done one in uh silver bullet where they're in the church and then like uh all the people kind of start turning into uh werewolves uh i think that would have been funny if that's what they did in the dream sequence like they're all master at painting but then at some point like she starts seeing them all as werewolves and it's all just a bunch of masturbating werewolves uh-huh <laughs> i don't remember this from silver bullet so it's a good scene i i think i would stand by it i'm just taking i mean we did it on the show so i've definitely yeah. seen it but it's 
It's been a while now. Mm-hmm. I think we did that in like 2018. Oof. <laughs> Why were we ever so young? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's video evidence of it, aye, so <laughs> I think we I think we were. So throughout this portion of the movie as well, like it, it kind of takes time introducing Ghost that she's a bit weird and that she's starting mm-hmm. to pay attention to Bridget. And because she overhears the staff talking about the drugs she's taken and that it's a form of Wolfsbane, she goes and looks at her comic, which just happens to be a comic about werewolves, and she basically <laughs> leaps to the conclusion that Bridget's a werewolf mm-hmm. and communicates the fact that she knows. Uh, so she ends up getting involved with her, and they end up kind of like not being friends because Bridget doesn't really want to talk to her, but Ghost mm-hmm. is kind of being clingy and annoying and very much wants to be her new sister, right? That's the vibe mm-hmm. you get pretty quickly from this. Oh. And Ghost ends up helping her try and find their way out there's kind of like there's a way to like an abandoned building next door or maybe it's an abandoned wing of the hospital i'm not sure but Mm -hmm. they go trying to get out and it's right after tyler's been with the bully chick you know uh, Mm -hmm. they were having sex and he gave her something to snort probably cocaine but who knows uh why, why he has so much variety like in stock i don't know but he he seemingly does um they basically this beth girl gets attacked by the werewolf and this is this is the bit in the movie uh that i was mentioning earlier where it just kind of like all of a sudden there's definitely another wolf like i know technically you see the wolf a little bit at the start when it attacks the librarian but I kind of took that as, oh, maybe that's, like, in her head. That's how she saw it kind of thing. Sure. But here it's like, no, no, like, Ghost also sees the wolf. They're hiding from it. You know, the wolf's kind of chasing them down the hallways and stuff. It's like, oh, just, you know, it doesn't feel like a big moment. It's just kind of like, oh, I guess we're a werewolf movie now, which we, <laughs> yeah. we always have been. But, I mean, in terms of, like, all we've been so far is this idea that the Bridget's turning into a werewolf, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even with the possibility that she just thinks she is but isn't really which honestly would have been a very interesting direction to take this in if she mm-hmm. if she wasn't but now all of a sudden it's just oh no there's a werewolf killing people and the way mm-hmm. they keep talking about this werewolf has found you it keeps coming for you mm-hmm. made it feel like it was going to be so important who it was and we never yeah. find out I thought it was Tyler for like half the movie I was like it's going to turn out to be him he's the werewolf mm-hmm. somehow and no, he's not. He gets killed by the werewolf just like everyone else does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I thought the same thing. I thought it was very, like, weird how nonchalant uh, it is, like, that... I mean, obviously, it's very important that there's a werewolf stalking them, but, you know, the... I mean, it, it, just a staple of, like, werewolf movies in general is, uh, you know, kind of the mystery of who the werewolf is. Um, and... Yeah, it's just the movie is just not concerned with it at all, which I don't know. I guess there there could be a way that that could be more interesting, but um yeah, and this it just feels like either lazy or like they forgot <laughs> like to mention it or something cuz Well, I think yeah. that's why I thought it wasn't a real thing. Like I I thought it was in her head oh, that sure, there was yeah. another wolf mm-hmm. because it felt just kind of the way they were talking about it, it was so vague that it just kind it mm-hmm. felt like that movie thing of Oh no! This is something that's not real and is just in your head. Mm-hmm. And especially since the only person who's saying there's a wolf there is Ginger, who is also just in her head. So the the leap from mm-hmm. well, Ginger's fake, so 
the other wolf might be fake too and it's really maybe just part that's killing people but then yeah. here it's just like no nah, no nah, she's been chased down the hall she literally <laughs> gets thrown across the room and her legs like like broken like the other way and she just kind of pops it back in and i guess because of her werewolf super healing it's you know it's, it's fine after a little bit of limping but uh mm-hmm. anyone else would need serious hospital time to deal with this in a yeah. cast <laughs> for a long time but uh basically the like her and ghost just get out of the building and they go to a car which i don't is this meant to be ghost's grandmother's car um i mean i, I didn't really know at the time but now you know from what we see at the end of the movie I, I, that's what i'm kind of uh, assuming because <laughs> it seems like yeah. anything that she has access to is probably part of the grandmother's actually uh I will say there was a little bit of humor with the, the grandmother's like lying in the bed, just covered head to toe in bandages, <laughs> and she can't speak because she's covered and she was burned all over. That's like what the backstory is. Um, there is a little bit of dark humor when, uh, especially in hindsight, when you know everything by the end, when Ghost is moving her bed out the way to get to her little secret hole where the comics are. Um, <laughs> the grandmother's like eyes look terrified, like she's like really worried the entire time and. It makes a lot of sense in hindsight but it's uh sure. <laughs> it's a thing so yeah they drive to her grandmother's house ghost grandmother house so it's this it's an empty house uh no one's living there and which kind of feels like on <laughs> a little bit of a stretch but i mean it feels like kind of like on theme for a werewolf movie because you know like little red riding hood to grandmother's house we go okay all right <laughs> not bad not bad i didn't think of that but very yeah. nice uh so they sort of hang out there for a bit, but then Bridget needs her poison, so they call mm. Tyler, and he shows up. Um, again, they no. really they really hammer home the idea mm. that Tyler might be the wolf because when they go to pick him up, the guy who's in the uh, the garage who was working there that mm-hmm. we saw like when they went on the way to the house, he's been killed by the wolf. So it's like oh, and then Tyler was like arriving <laughs> just after he seemed to die. So I was like okay. It's almost like they wanted us to think Tyler could be the wolf. Yeah. Now, uh, I would say even though it's definitely not like a good movie, I feel like I was mostly on board or at least kind of interested to see where like the stuff was going when they were in the like rehab facility. Mm. It's kind of around this section, I, I think, where they get away from it, where it definitely becomes more dull for me. Um. Which, I mean, ad- admittedly, like, you know, some exciting stuff is going to happen on the house, but I just feel like, uh, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, well, them it, traveling and stuff was just I don't know, kind of a more of a boring setting. <laughs> well, I think for me, like, I, I agree, it gets more dull when they go to the house. I wasn't super into it beforehand, but, like, it does definitely take well, down. Sure. Yeah. And I, I think part of it is because it just abandons like, all the other characters that were still alive at the hospital. And mm-hmm. it's like, I thought they were building them up. And then as it goes mm. on and like Ghost becomes the second main character and it's like she's forming a bond with, with Bridget and she, mm-hmm. but she's kind of weird, obviously, like I mentioned, she's always weird. Like she's never not like saying something really bizarre. And there's a moment mm. here where she's explaining what happened to her grandmother and she tells this really horrific story about how she was checking the Christmas lights for the tree and she, mm. uh, Ghost plugged them in because she was asked to and the, the lights caught on fire and it set her on fire and she tried to like roll the fire out but she ended up just getting tangled in the lights which just made the fire worse and i'm like this is horrific and then she says she laughs and says oh i'm just kidding she was smoking in bed and it caught fire 
uh, and it's like okay, but then later on when everything's going down with uh, with Tyler and all that, um, there's a bit later on where the, the the movie heavily implies that Tyler has either sexually assaulted Ghost or tried to, which mm-hmm. doesn't seem out of left field because he has been like forcing or coercing at the very least women into sex throughout the mm-hmm. movie but obviously ghost is very underage so it's got a very different you know tone to it when that happens right. mm-hmm. um but we don't see it we just see him sit, put his hand on her shoulder and then mm-hmm. bridget sees her afterwards and she's sort of like in her underwear and she's kind of crying mm-hmm. and she kind of implies that something happened so bridget goes and grabs tyler and throws him outside and lets the wolf that's out there kill him so it's like okay he's not the wolf because he just got killed by the wolf um, mm-hmm. But then it's right after this, uh, once Alice, the uh, head nurse or doctor lady, shows up to try and bring them back, she notices a sign in the kitchen that clearly says that this woman didn't smoke. So she <laughs> she's like, wait a minute, Ghost lied. So she goes mm-hmm. and grabs Ghost and is like, wait, you lied about your grandmother, what did you do to her? Also, did you lie about him? Did he mm-hmm. actually do the thing? And Ghost never really gives her a straight answer, so... At this point, it's basically revealing that, no, this girl is a little psychopath and she has, you know, implicated him in something that he didn't do, although he's still pretty creepy, admittedly, but he, he didn't yeah. do that, um, and seemingly set her grandmother on fire. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now I, I don't mind the idea of her, like, like secretly being this, you know, like, crazy, manipulative uh bad guy or, or whatever like that's fine enough uh for me i i just think the way they handled it is like so cheesy like that yeah because she had like a, a sign in her house or something that says like you know like keep your your smoke away from me or something like that but like like why would anyone have that sign <laughs> like are people just constantly coming into your house and trying to smoke like you know i don't know it's, it seemed very strange to me <laughs> i don't know maybe it's something uh I was going to say her granddaughter made for her, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she strikes me as... I mean, she does do arts and crafts in other parts of the movie. She's got, like... She's, like, gluing things together later on. Uh, but, you know, she, she's asking Bridget about what it's like to have a sister and sleep over with your sister every night. So it's very clear she wants this sister relationship with Bridget, and she's sort of looking up to her. <laughs> um, but, like, the movie builds up to the point where they have set a trap for the wolf right by putting all these like blades and like bits of sharp wood and stuff on this bed in the basement and they've like hammered the floor above it to weaken the floorboards so that the wolf will fall through into this trap and sure enough bridget who's sort of half transformed by the end of the movie like tackles the wolf into it and the wolf does land on it and dies because uh, mm-hmm. despite the fact that they have supernatural healing um bridget makes it very clear that yeah she killed the wolf in the last movie just by stabbing it like they're not yeah <laughs> you know they're not super beings and i'm like yeah but you do heal really fast which is mm-hmm. kind of supernatural so it's not it's not that absurd to think that it might take a lot to kill the werewolf oh but, sure you know but it, no, it plays it as if no no no. If, if you shoot and stab the wolf enough it'll just be dead you don't need silver bullets yeah. or anything fancy now, this little nugget of the movie, like, this right here could be a really cool idea if, like, the whole movie was just Home Alone, but with, like, a werewolf, like, ah. just setting up all these traps. Like, that could have been, like, pretty cool, but... Well, yeah, Ghost does set up a trap outside. She says something like mm-hmm. a sort of... Like a scarecrow? Yeah, with... it's like a scarecrow <laughs> made out of bedsheets and, like, mm-hmm. jars of, like, flammable stuff. 
and it actually ends up just killing a deer that comes up to it. <laughs> Which Bridget then proceeds to get on her knees and start eating just with her hell yeah just, just shoves her head right in that deer carcass and goes to the town uh she's got that taste for the meat you see uh mm. so, so she's horny and she's hungry that's like you know now there's the first movie established that the sex drive goes up and then the thirst for for human meat goes up. <laughs> every day is like <laughs> a teenage girl's uh, first period in Tim's house. <laughs> I like the idea, Tim, that when your daughter hits about 12, you're just going to put ginger snaps on because this will explain everything, dear. <laughs> you don't have to ask no me any questions. questions. It's just ginger no snaps. No questions asked yet. Am <laughs> um, I a werewolf? What's going on? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, at the end of the movie, after they fall into the trap, Bridget sort of climbs up and just asks Ghost to kill her. Because um, the, uh, I mean, the uh, what's her name? Alice, the, the nurse lady that showed up to try and take them back. She gets killed, obviously. The wolf, uh, <laughs> you know, takes care of her. Um, <laughs> but the, I think it does. I actually don't remember how she died, now I'm thinking about it. But she definitely died in this last chunk of the movie. Yeah, like did uh, I'm trying to think if um, that blah blah, what's her face? If if a ghost had something to do with it, like she might have uh, done. It wouldn't surprise like, me if she did, but I don't remember now. Yeah, I I, 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 I I finished watching this like half an hour before we started recording. Yeah. This is this is shocking that I can't remember this. But uh, I, I was just a couple of days ago. But I mean, sadly, it is yeah, kind of a forgettable movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I said, like before I watched that again, I couldn't remember anything about it from watching mm-hmm. it years ago. But uh, Bridget basically be- says, "Kill me," because she's like, "How you know?" So her claws are coming in, her face is all sort of half transformed. And she's like, "Please kill me," and instead of killing her, Ghost just pushes her down into the <laughs> basement and shuts the door and locks it. And the end of the movie is ghost living here on her own and there's a werewolf in the basement banging on the door to get out and ghost is drawing like her own comic book where it's her holding like a machine gun and her pet (laughs) werewolf and she's like oh yeah we are side by side and she basically i don't think she actually looks at the camera but she almost does it's like an evil smile and i'm like what 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 was the the end of ginger snaps 2 is the reveal that this 13 year old girl is a psychopath and has now trapped werewolf bridget to keep as her werewolf sister like this is such a weird ending Mm -hmm. especially again like it'd be one thing if you know that it might be set up for like the next movie or whatever it's like all right well you know, like, uh, obviously, you know, Bridget is the character we like and that we're following and it's our through line or whatever. So we kind of want to root for her and have her find a way to escape or something. But yeah, it, it's strange that it's just like, no, it just ends with, I, I guess she's trapped forever. Yeah. Or... It's, it's such a weird pivot to make the movie almost be more about this character ghost <laughs> who is a psych- psychotic 13-year-old mm-hmm. who wants to keep Bridget as a as a sister. It's so, such a weird, like, just out of nowhere idea mm. that has nothing to do with Ginger Snaps in any way, shape, or form. This is just what this movie turned into. Yeah. 
I feel like she says something like, oh, like, I can't wait to get revenge on all my enemies or something. It's like, you're 13 years old. Like, how many enemies <laughs> do you have? She's going to take Bridget on a spree. Yeah. Uh, how she's going to control her and stop her from killing her, I don't know. That was, but... Yeah, that was my big thing. Like, yeah, how the hell do you, like, all right, so you have her trapped, but if your point is to, like, some point let her loose on people, how are you going to do that without getting killed yourself? By doing it very carefully. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> she Sorry. does the uh what the Jurassic World thing was like yeah it's such a weird and this is the thing like it's almost worth recommending as like a, a movie mm. with really weird batshit ideas but honestly mm. other than the ending the mass masturbation scene in like a couple of small moments it's they're not consistent enough to make it be like oh it's a sure. crazy movie that you need to see for how crazy it is it's yeah. it's just you know it's just it's, it's just a bit dull for the majority and honestly like they got they went out of their way to bring uh catherine or isabella back as ginger <laughs> and she probably shows up as like a ghost to talk to bridget like at least half a dozen times in this movie <laughs> and to be honest i thought they added nothing to the movie and oh, if no, it, absolutely if anything they just made things confusing at the start because some of the <laughs> things she was saying to her made us think you know that there was something else going on other than just there's a wolf coming after you know, it, yeah. so it, it, yeah just a lot of weird choices uh at least they're both in the next movie because they're ba- playing different characters in the past so <laughs> yeah. we don't have to explain anything next time um and so, so you said you never saw the third one, right? No. no. What, was it because like this one just put you off so much that you were like, no way in hell? <laughs> I don't think it was a conscious decision, but I think, yeah, like my enthusiasm for getting to the next one was just kind of dampened and I just never got around mm. to it. I just, mm. I moved on with my life. And like, it sounds like an interesting concept. I don't necessarily think I like the idea that their ancestors had anything to do with werewolves because of like, no, <laughs> like what the hell It's supposed to be like a random encounter that, you know, gets mm. the werewolf thing involved with the whole, you know, the character in the first place. The idea that they were destined to like encounter werewolves again is the most dumb thing possible. If that's what the way they go with it. I don't know if they will, oh, yeah. but we'll find out. Yeah. This is like a thing that really bugs me. Uh, in comic books, I feel like they do this a lot where, like, yeah, they'll have some flashback story or something where you realize, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, the, this guy's ancestor was also, like, kind of a hero in, in a way that wore, like, uh, a bat mask or something. You're like, <laughs> oh, come yeah, on. Yeah. Like, what are the I, chances? <laughs> I mean, at least with Batman, it turned out it was Bruce Wayne traveling through time. That's fine, yeah. Like, that, but, that specific story is okay. But. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. No, I hate it, too. Uh, it's just it's, it's so contrived and just kind of stupid. Like, it, it just devalues the original story when you say, oh, no, 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 she was already connected to a werewolf all these years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll try. hopefully that won't just be the case and it'll be more interesting than that. And, you know, I'll hopefully I can like it on its own terms. But mm. I have to admit, Ginger Snaps 2 has not filled me with that much confidence <sighs> yeah and I, and I really like that first movie like i really like it it's kind of a, mis- a misleading title because it's like oh like you know unleashed uh but she's kind of leashed for most of the movie like you know she's in a you know rehab clinic for uh, a lot of it and then uh, at the end she ends up trapped in a like you know uh basement or whatever so yeah yeah it doesn't really feel like she's unleashed <laughs> 
No, no, I completely agree. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I was looking up the director of this. Apparently, he was the editor on the first movie. Not the director. He was mm. the editor on the first movie. <laughs> okay. uh, and I'm looking at his career after this. Honestly, he did a couple of movies that I've never heard of, and he's mostly just done a few episodes of TV shows. Notably, <laughs> he did uh, two episodes of Orphan Black, which is the Tatiana uh. Maslany TV show. So I wonder if she liked working with him and she got him a gig. Maybe. Yeah, you know, a, a decade later in 2014. Hmm. Uh, Thanks, Tatiana. <laughs> although he did direct in 2015 uh, a movie I think we almost did once, <gasps> and we probably will do it at some point, uh, a Christmas horror story starring William Shatner. <laughs> you know, uh... We almost did this for Christmas one year, and I'm sure we will at some point. Maybe this year. Maybe this year's the year. Uh, but... People really need to get better at uh, like giving titles to things. So I feel like there's like so many uh, that could that could be so many different movies. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember what this one's supposed to be. I don't know. Well, I, I think Santa versus Krampus is at least one of the stories because the posters got that going on. Okay, so it's a anthology. I think so. Yeah, I, I think it's an okay. anthology. Yeah. All right. So, oh, so to be fair, he technically only directed one of the segments. He didn't direct the whole movie. Ah. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that made me mad. <laughs> I don't know why it made you mad either. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so I, I, I guess, yeah, we've, we've worked through the movie. I mean, as, as far as, like, I haven't really talked about the quality of, like, the direction and stuff because it, it is just yeah. fine. Like, you know, it's, there's not much to it. I, I'll give it this. Just... It looks better <laughs> than, like, a reasonable amount of direct-to-video things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give it that. It, it does kind of still look like a movie, and that's better mm-hmm. than I would have maybe expected going into it. Yeah, no, I'll give it that. I thought the... um, I thought, the, like, the werewolf effects, like, weren't horrible. Like, um, again, you know, yeah. they're not doing CGI, so that's always a, a help. Uh, and I feel like, you know, it's a lot of, like, kind of, you know, quick cuts and, and stuff. I'm assuming probably because they... You know, probably didn't have a, a a big budget for special effects. I but... don't think it had a lot of movement, but I think they I think they were wise enough to never show it enough to yeah really get a good sense of that. So mm-hmm. and the head looked okay. So yeah, whenever they were just bobbing the head up and down, they looked all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I guess it was like simple and serviceable would be yeah maybe how I'd describe the uh, werewolf effects. Nothing mm-hmm. special, but nothing nothing. Like we have definitely seen much worse. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. on, on that front for sure. Um, I mean, at the very least, we've seen uh, several howling movies that have like less than two minutes of actual werewolf footage in them. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, everyone's favorite uh, werewolf movies, the lane dancing uh, howling movie, which is number seven <laughs> for anyone who's not uh, remembering their howling lore. Uh, but seven is the lane dancing one. Those would probably be fun reviews to go back and, and listen to again because I'm sure we're just losing our minds. Oh yeah, I'm as sure. As it goes on, <laughs> hey, there's a handy playlist of all the howling reviews. You can you can find that on the channel for sure. Um, if you listen to the audio feed, you just have to go all the way back to 2017 and 2018 and and find them. But uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, the playlists are a handy tool for you know checking out batches of episodes. Um. Yeah, 
I mean, it, to be fair, I think Emily Perkins, who plays Bridget, is doing a fine job in this, but yeah. she doesn't get that much of a chance to really play the character in the same way, because she, she, she spends a lot of time not saying much in this and just kind of looking intense and worried about what's happening. You know, there's only yeah. a few moments where she gets to have that biting kind of like F-off attitude that she had a lot in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was something you said at the start of this, which was that the the bouncing back and forth between her and Ginger was a big part mm-hmm. of that movie. And even when this they sort of split apart as the movie went on, she ended up talking to the boy who was helping her try and deal mm-hmm. with, with Ginger. So there was always someone for her to bounce off of. Uh, whereas here... I get the logic of maybe putting her with a bunch of misfits because the whole thing in the first movie is that her and her sister were the misfits and everyone mm. else was the normal kids. I get maybe the argument for saying, hey, the second movie will change it up by putting her with a nothing but misfits and we'll see yeah. how that pans out. But they didn't really do anything with that. Like She didn't bond with any of them, really, ex- except you know her new little sister, Ghost. But, <laughs> you know... I mean, I, I do like Tatiana Mosley, so, like, yeah, I, I, I hate to disparage her, but I, I did just find the character pretty grating. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, the character's annoying. It's not her fault. Yeah. yeah. Even even before you know that, like, yeah, she's secretly, like, the bad guy, kind of, like, uh, she, she's still annoying. <laughs> yeah, she turns out to be the bad guy, but not the wolf. The wolf's still a separate bad guy who yeah, we never find true. out about. She, she's just a, a psychotic third party. <laughs> you should just find out that the wolf was just, like, I don't know, some like real estate agent named Jerry or something. There's just like, like some completely like random thing. You're like, oh, all right. They should have done a crossover. It should have been one of the guys from the Howling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the marsupials that <laughs> they came from Australia. From Howling 3 specifically. Yeah. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they do mention, I mean, Ginger says to her at one point that the main reason why it's following her or it seems to be following her is because it wants to mate with her, mm-hmm. uh, which okay i guess <laughs> i mean i guess thematically that kind of ties into the first one where like if the se- if sex drive is represented with the monster like, that's the beast within that there's this other beast who's coming for her and bridget's like trying to hold on to her virginity at all costs yeah. <laughs> but i just don't think the movie is actually deep enough to really do it like to actually you know to actually follow through these analogies all the way through and have it feel like it's always saying something about it i feel like this movie, first and foremost, is we just want a sequel to Ginger Snaps, so we're just going mm-hmm. to write something that we think works for that. And even in that front, yeah. it feels, you know, they made some weird decisions for for that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, what, what are you rating it, Tim? I think we're done. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go right down the middle and give it a five. Um, I mean, maybe a lot of it is goodwill from the, the first movie, because I like this character, so... Uh, even though I, I, I think it's a step down uh, and that she doesn't get as much to do here, it was you know still kind of nice to see her again. And you know, and every now and again, there was like a good werewolf bit here or there and, and maybe some ideas that I didn't totally hate. And um, But yeah, I mean, o- overall, it, it definitely is, is a mess and, uh, you know, uh, definitely not as good as the first one. But I don't know, like I, I'm, get, I'm kind of going down the middle because it just wasn't like a super tough watch for me. Like, sure. yeah, I... I like I, I don't I agree that it is like kind of dull, but it is like short enough that it's not like I was like ripping my hair out being like, when's it going to end? It's so boring mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just kind of like it was very inoffensive uh, to me. And um, I don't know. I guess I just didn't hate it as much as I do like some other sequels that just like really annoy me or whatever. It also probably helps that I like 
super low standards uh, or low expectations coming into it because I figured like, yeah, if it was like secretly good, I'm sure, you know, people would talk about it like, you know, you, you would hear like horror people be like, hey, you know, it's actually like a surprisingly good like underlooked movie is, uh, you know, this one here or whatever. Um, all right, very quick tangent, uh, I I swear. But, you know, something that surprised me today is I, I was like looking at some random like article or something. Uh, oh, you know what it was is like, um, I guess The Others, you know, that horror movie, Nicole Kidman and everything. Uh, I'm familiar with it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's coming to um, like Blu-ray or something. And um, I was just like looking at a website that was saying like, oh, here are like the new horror movies that are coming to Blu-ray. And they said, and the criminally underseen The Others is finally coming to Blu-ray. And I was like, <laughs> what? Criminally underseen. I thought it was a like, pretty popular movie. Like, I mean, maybe like young kids don't watch it because it's old or something, maybe. But like back in the day, like everyone I knew saw that. Like that was a big movie, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just thought that was like a very weird thing. To yeah, me. it's an overrated movie. Criminally underseen is not the phrase I oh. use for it. Oh, I'm glad we're on the same page on that because I do not like that movie. <laughs> it's, I haven't seen it since it came out, honestly. I, but. I, I, well, I didn't see when it came out. For, I, I I did actually miss it for a while mm-hmm. uh, and saw it later. <laughs> But I will just say this. I won't spoil it, but mm-hmm. it was painfully obvious what the ending of that movie was going to be for a long time. And when everyone mm-hmm. talk, when anyone talks about that movie on the internet, all I hear is, oh, it's got one of the best endings where, oh, yeah. you, don't believe, you won't believe what it does at the end. And I'm like, no, I could believe it because I, I, I mm-hmm. called it. I called it like half an hour into the goddamn movie. Anyway, my mm-hmm. rating... I'm, I'm very gullible with that stuff. I feel like I usually don't see things coming. And yeah. yeah, even I was like, I know where this is going. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure it's 4K Blu-ray in this case because the, the Blu-ray's been out for like a decade or so. Sure, there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, my rating, uh, Ginger Snaps 2, is just a straight four. It's, there is worse, uh, but it's just dull enough and just mm-hmm. kind of doesn't do anything interesting other than a couple of crazy ideas that... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just really can't go any higher than that. It's a, it's a four out of ten, um, mm-hmm. but there's there's definitely a worse for sure. <laughs> so it is what it is. Uh, what's interesting is I well, I say interesting. What's criminal, to be honest, <laughs> is that so this movie's got a a, a six point four on IMDb. Okay. Right, mm-hmm. seems a little high seems to me. Seems high, yeah, yeah. But what really upset me is I looked at the other mm-hmm. two because I, I was thinking, oh, is the third one better received? It's, it's lower, it's a 5.8, right? Okay. Which is a little concerning. However, however, the first movie's only got a 6.8. Mm, that's weird. <laughs> so, so Ginger Snaps 2, according to the IMDb average review score, is only 0.4 lower than the first movie, which is definitely underrated yeah. as far as their ratings go. Now, the only caveat That's, to this mm. is that Ginger Snaps 2 only has 15,000 ratings, which is quite low for a movie on MDB. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that because a lot more people watch the first one, that mm-hmm. it's been... Yeah, it's, that's at 50,000. So okay. you could argue that it's it's that's lower than maybe it would otherwise be just because, mm-hmm. ah, enough people have watched it and rated it that, you know... But yeah, it's yeah, still there should be some type of asterisk or something that says like, just let so you know, this shouldn't be <laughs> the score. <laughs> Who's deciding that, Tim? Me. Okay, you. Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll see if IMDb when gives it, you the job. Yeah, whenever anyone is unsure, so they should come to me. <laughs> On any subject? Sure. What do you want, fashion? I know fashion. Um, <laughs> baby stuff, got that down. Um, war? I know about war. 
what is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Ah, oh, I can't follow the answer. That was correct. <laughs> all right. That screams after a minute, everyone. Uh, you can support all the content by going over to patreon.com slash TV and uh, help keep the show coming. It shows your support. Uh, and you also get some bonus goodies. Uh, so returning this month is the monthly bonus episode, uh, mm-hmm. although we're actually doing two this month uh, <laughs> over on Patreon at the $3 tier and up. Uh, and then obviously we also have even more streams, which is a monthly show where we just get together and talk about all the random other horror movies we've been watching. You know, just not in depth, just like a nice, you know, collage, if you will, of, of horror a, movies. A chat among men. Yes. And we usually say. have a discussion before that part as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a casual monthly show. That'll be returning next month in November uh, on a monthly basis. Uh, the $5 mm-hmm. and up tiers. But uh, you can get both those shows over at Patreon, plus there's bonuses for others the other shows so if you want to support the content and get some extra goodies please do go and check out the patreon so uh that is the that is the show though that is screams after midnight uh thank you very much for joining us yeah like subscribe ding the bell for notifications uh rate us on itunes share us with your horror loving friends <laughs> wherever it may be all those things do help but there you go so yeah will we do ginger snaps three soon i don't know <laughs> Tim just messaged me and said I watched Ginger Snaps 2 he might do the same for 3 in like a week I don't know it may happen it may be something we leave for later we'll mm-hmm. see uh, but we got some other stuff planned and hopefully you're enjoying the October thon there is more mm-hmm. to come so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time